1: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the battery power. Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at batterypower.com, as well as at Battery Power SB and across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. And we also ask when it comes to the podcast, you simply subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, free on all platforms platforms. platforms. That way you know when the latest content from Battery Power will be available. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is the same as it's been for nearly for actually a week now. Thankfully, we are to the point to where we can consistently talk about the Braves taking care of business and winning games that they should. The Braves were able to earn their sixth straight win on Tuesday night as Kyle Wright and Ronald Acuna Jr. led the Braves to a 3-2 victory over the Oakland Athletics. A little bit of a different game script, a little bit of a different way to win for the Braves than they had been winning over the past, you know, several games against Arizona as well as in Colorado on the road against the Diamondbacks and against the Rockies, though the Braves were a few games it took them, you know, nearly the entire, you know, nine innings to really get their offense going. Once they got it going, they were able to find ways to win. They were able to get the big hits that they needed to with runners in scoring position. They were able to create multiple scoring opportunities throughout the game. Sometimes they didn't cash them in, but again, they were able to create so many that they eventually cashed in what they needed to in order to get the victories. Well, on Tuesday night, it was a bit of a different story for the Braves. The Braves on the night only had five hits, only three opportunities with runners in scoring position, but they didn't need to worry about the runners in scoring position because it was the long paw that allowed the Braves to be able to get the victory. Two home runs from Ronald Acuna Jr. through his first two at-bats of the game. He had a streak going of where he had three home runs in three straight at-bats from his last at-bat in Colorado to his first now at the start of this homestand for Atlanta, and then the game-clinching home run actually came off the bat of Guillermo Heredia, who was getting a start in the outfield against a left-hander, a much-needed home run for Haradia who has struggled for much of the season, but it was great to see overall the Braves were able to use the long ball in order to be able to get the victory. We'll get into a major takeaway from that in just a moment. But the other big takeaway was Kyle Wright once again... Even after running into first inning trouble, he allowed a two-run single to Ramon Lariano to give the Oakland Athletics their only two runs of the game. Them? And as a matter of fact, that gave Oakland the lead. Oakland had the lead through, the, I believe, the third inning of last night's game. But Kyle Wright, after that, settled in seven scoreless innings on the night, five hits, two earned runs, seven strikeouts, zero walks. And that's the really encouraging sign to see from Kyle Wright. Number over. Overall, obviously, is the consistency now with the 2.39 ERA through 11 starts and nearly 70 innings on the season. But the other big thing for Kyle Wright is the fact that, you know, over the past few weeks, we've seen, you know, a bit of wildness from him. There have been, you know, starts where he's had three, even five walks in a start. But this time around, Kyle Wright was able to get through the lineup again, probably one of the weaker lineups he'll face all season. But it still is great to see the fact that he was able to have his control in place. And the biggest thing of all is that he was able once again to go Six plus innings. Kyle Wright has really established himself as not only a pitcher who's going to go out and potentially dominate, but at the very least can show to be reliable to where he'll go six to seven innings every start. That's great for the Braves' bullpen. It shows that Kyle Wright's control is definitely in a much better place than it has been in the past, and now it's showing to be consistent. And so now the Braves can rely on Kyle Wright's spot in the rotation more often than not to be an outlet for them to be able to get the bullpen some rest and for a starter to go six or seven innings while also putting the Braves in a position to win. But the biggest takeaway of all is Ronald Acuna Jr. showing that he is getting back to 100%. He now on the season has a 945 OPS over his past 15 games, has over a 1,000 OPS, and over his past seven games, over a 1,200 OPS. As great as it is to see Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Dansby Swanson, and others performing at the level that we know they can. This lineup with Ronald Acuna Jr. performing to the level that he can becomes truly one of the best in the majors. And it's a big reason why the Braves are now two games over 500, and they're looking to make it seven straight tonight against Oakland. Of course, the other news from Tuesday off the field was the fact that the Braves reacquired former reliever Jacob Webb from the Arizona Diamondbacks. A bit of a unique situation in the fact that, uh, you know, earlier this season, the Braves had designated Jacob Webb for assignment. He eventually left the organization, wound up with the Diamondbacks, who once again designated uh, Jacob Webb for assignment a few days ago. Well, it was announced yesterday that reliever Colin McHugh went on the injured list. That is without details. So if you want to speculate as to the reason why, you know, obviously it seems as if this could be a situation in regards to COVID, though we don't have the details. But with that being the case, the Braves were able to reacquire Jacob Webb, who now is on the 40-man roster as of this moment. Now, when McHugh, Colin McHugh comes back, We'll see what type of roster move may occur, but a familiar face is back with the Braves in place of Colin McHugh as the Braves hope that McHugh will not be out for an extended period of time as he definitely has found his group so far this season and has been a reliable arm for you know most of the past six weeks or so when he's entered the game. But Jacob Webb now back with the Braves. So a minor roster move, but over, overall it's always fun to see a familiar face come back to Atlanta and now be back with the Braves it'll be interesting to see once McHugh is back what Jacob Webb's future may hold and if that remains. With the Braves. But of course, the focus now shifts to Wednesday night, and it's going to be very interesting for the Braves. For them, they're going to be facing another young left-hander in the form of Jared Koenig, who will be on the mound for the Oakland Athletics. Another southpaw. You have to hope the Braves will once again be locked in, as they have done very well against left-handed pitchers, especially since the middle of May. But when it comes to what to watch for, that becomes Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, over his past three starts, has gone has gone an average of five and two thirds innings, actually nearly six innings per start. So Ian Anderson has done a very good job of being able to go through six innings. You know, any time that the Braves can get five and two thirds, six innings or further, you know, in a start from their starting pitcher, it's a good development. But for Ian Anderson himself, there also has been plenty of struggles. In Colorado, he gave up five earned runs over his past three starts. He's given up four or more earned runs in each start. So you have to hope with Ian Anderson, the strikeouts are there. He's averaging nearly a strikeout per inning, or excuse me, a little over a strikeout per inning over his past three starts. But the control can be a little bit inconsistent at times. And also, it seems as if that once he works his way through the first and second parts of the order, he can navigate pretty well. He can navigate okay. But when he gets through that third part of the order, Ian Anderson becomes very hittable. And so you have to hope that if Ian Anderson can work his way through the Oakland Athletics lineup the first few times, perhaps he can be to have a bit more success this time, when it comes to his overall uh, you know, decision-making with his arsenal, can he mix up his pitches a bit better to keep hitters off balance? It's going to be interesting to see. Or, if for some reason it, it makes sense for the Braves to potentially go to the bullpen a bit earlier tonight, since Kyle Wright was able to complete eight innings last night, that may allow for the Braves to have to avoid Ian Anderson trying to work through the athletics lineup for a third time and giving him the opportunity to come away with a good start and for the Braves' bullpen to go to work. But at the end of the day, you hope that Ian Anderson is pitching well enough to where he's able to take on that challenge. Again, this is going to be one of the weaker lineups he, he faces all year. This is an opportunity for him to put together a solid to very good start that could allow for him to hopefully find his groove as we continue into the month of June. And as we get closer to the All-Star break, the competition becomes a little bit tougher. At that point in time, you're hoping Ian Anderson can be a bit more reliable than he has been over the past few weeks, and you really hope that he can find his groove when it comes to knowing how to mix his pitches to work his way at least through the first two times through the lineup and hopefully into the third time as well to where he can consistently give the Braves five to six innings and put them in position to win. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see the Braves once again out at Truist Park Hopefully the offense will be a bit more consistent as they were in, in in Colorado. You know, just with the team that they're playing, you'd love to see a blowout. And you'd also love to see Ian Anderson put together a really good start, one of his best starts of the season, considering who he'll be facing and hopefully getting the ship back on track after a, f- a few starts where he struggled early, or late in May and early in June. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on The Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find The Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, and The Daily Hammer Podcast, all at batterypower.com, at batterypower.sbn, across all forms of social media, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts for free. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.